you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire, America's neighborhood tire store. Tonight, the BYU Cougars host the Pacific Tigers. Now, the Cougars enter tonight at 15-10 overall. They're still in second place in the West Coast Conference at 7-3. BYU coming off its largest margin of victory this year, Thursday night's 83-48 win at Portland. It was an absolute beatdown. The Cougars dominated the pilot offensively, led by T.J. Haas with 22 points. Yoli Childs finished with 17. And Zach Selyus, nice job coming off the bench, scored 12 points. Nick Emery, who got the start, by the way, scored 8 points, grabbed 4 rebounds, and dished out 5 assists. Now, as well as BYU played offensively, and they certainly did that, it was the Cougars' defense that stepped up once again, holding an opponent to under 50 points for the second straight game. Now, with that game now in the rearview mirror, the Cougars are solely focused on tonight's opponent, that being the Pacific Tigers. BYU beat Pacific in Stockton last month to actually begin the conference uh, season. They won that game on the road 90-87. to The Tigers, who aren't a great offensive team, are coming off a road loss at St. Mary's where they actually did shoot the ball well. And Coach Rose said the other night that this Pacific team is one of the most physical defensive teams in the league. And that's something BYU is going to have to prepare for that physical play tonight. The other interesting thing about tonight's game for BYU is that while it's a home game, in some ways it's still sort of a road game because the Cougars had to fly home last night. That's just what you deal with when you have those uh, split road and home weeks like the Cougars did playing at Portland Thursday and then a home game tonight. For more on tonight's matchup, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, caught up with assistant coach Lee Kamard, and Lee talked about how BYU took care of business on the road at Portland. That was uh, one of our better nights as a team, and it was actually from somebody watching from the sidelines. It was an enjoyable game to watch, both offensively and defensively. The way we shared the ball offensively and the way we got in the stands and guarded as a team uh, on the defensive end, was it was, it was enjoyable to watch. You'd always hope that uh, a team begins to quote-unquote uh, peak at the right time, but it feels that BYU's kind of go in that direction right now we have a little momentum going right now uh guys are feeling good um but we know that with every game it just gets bigger and bigger right it kind of it's very similar to how it felt back in the mountain west days where okay gonzaga's at the front of this thing but then everybody's vying for that second spot and it's just a matter of you got to take care of business at home and then go on the road and get victories where other teams aren't going to get victories so many different styles and types of challenge in this league. Uh, what characterizes Pacific, who does look a little different than the last time you saw them? Yeah, they. I, I would. I, they haven't had the results that we've had lately, but I would argue that they're playing uh, better as a team collectively than they were the first time through. They are uh, playing a little bit different because of some injuries. You know, they don't have uh, Sonny out there to shoot. But, but some guys are stepping up, and it's kind of a trips there and Gallinat's there. And then they get a third guy, you know, depending on the night. Somebody else could be Dorsey, could be Bailey, could be Town. You know, they just kind of fill in the void left by him being out. Trip and, uh, and Gallinat both went for 20-plus in Moraga on Thursday night. Yeah, they, they, they both played great. And, and, and Trip plays as hard as anybody in the league. And then uh, Gallinat, he... He gets hot 
and he is explosive scorer. Um, you know, as somebody who's watched a lot of their more recent games, he, he got really hot against Pepperdine late, hit three big threes down the stretch, and he just gets going, and Coach Stoudemire does a great job of calling his number, and he usually answers late. He draws a lot of attention from defenders and officials. Absolutely. He, he, them as a team, I think they're fourth in the country as a percentage of their points scored uh, from the free throw line. They do a great job of getting to the rim and getting fouled, creating that contact, and he does a little bit better job of selling it than most. <laughs> First game you played against these guys was the league opener uh, in Stockton. You guys saw a big lead go away, go all the way away, and then have to make big shots late to come back and grab it. I, I, at the time, it was the league opener, of course. It was a, it was a big win. It was, it was a great win. It was a first road win. And uh, the thing that sticks out to me uh, from that game, you know, now that I've watched it again, but even before I had watched it, was just kind of the plays that were made down the stretch. You know, Yoli got in foul trouble and wasn't able to finish the game with us, and guys stepped up. Shear made a play. TJ made a deep three. Zach hit a nice little one-dribble pull-up uh, right off yeah. the right lane line, and, and, and yeah. guys just made plays. You know, and then we had some good defensive plays too, Nick diving on the ball, McKay hustling down a rebound as well, and then just Shear guarding Gallinette down the stretch. Okay. I'm sure every coach hopes that uh, moves he makes uh, pay the dividends that you expect them to when you make it. And we've seen Gavin Baxter and Nick Emery come in the starting lineup last couple of games and I think do exactly what coach hoped they would, right? Absolutely. They're, they're both playing with a lot of confidence. I was really impressed with Nick's patience and, and, and his pace in the game against Portland. Just let the game come to him and really made some really great plays, winning plays offensively and defensively, helped, helped the team win. And then Gav just getting better by the day, you know, getting more comfortable, getting more, uh, doesn't have to think as much, just uses uh, his reaction to play the game. He doesn't have to, you know, think about, oh, what do I do next? He's just feeling the game, and, and it's really helping him play. How significant is the fact that BYU's gone back-to-back games without allowing a team to get to 50? That's pretty impressive, and and, and it, we've been doing it on the defensive end. And early on in the LMU game, we weren't making baskets, but our, our attention to detail defensively stayed crisp. You know, our guys were locked in that whole night and just carried over to Portland. Okay, finally, it's one thing to win games. It's another thing to win while feeling that your group is really coming together. And it's, You get that sense right now. It, 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 a lot of that going on right now, but we know we have a big game tomorrow. We know that in order for the next game to be even bigger, we have to take care of business Saturday, like you've mentioned. And, and, and they're a tough team. They don't, they don't go away. This team of Pacific and, and Coach Sotomayor's done a great job of they just fight till the end. And it, it's usually a close game, you know, three, four minutes left. Lee, always good talking to you. Have a good one against the Tigers. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was BYU assistant coach Lee Kamard. Appreciate uh, Lee, and I also appreciate Greg Rubel for tonight's pregame interview. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire, continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU. BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Discount Tire. It's time to 
Head over to the Marriott Center. There's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant, who rejoins the broadcast tonight. Mark, how are you? Doing great. Greg brought me some bacon. I'm having some bacon. I don't know where he got it, but <laughs> I'm having some bacon. I went to Bam Bam's for my pregame meal. So I'm doing all I can to help this team. If, if they lose tonight, it's not my fault. You may be on meat overload by the end of the <laughs> evening. True that. That's, that's how I want to go, by the way. I was going to say, if there's a if there's a pl- way to go, meat overload is probably not a bad way. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, what happened at Portland the other night for BYU. That was a dominating performance by the Cougars. And, and it's a team that they should dominate, and they did. BYU's offense was on point. They dominated defensively. What, what were your takeaways from Thursday's win over the Pilots? Well, I was a little bit nervous going into that game just because... I, I, you know, Portland had won a game, and they, I thought maybe this, you know, they get hot, and then they get excited, and this is their big chance, and I didn't know if BYU would come in with the necessary energy. We've seen it before from this team in years past, so I, I was, I was, to be honest, a little nervous, and Portland looked pretty decent in this building, got some good guards, uh, but BYU really came out and got after it. Didn't, missed a lot of shots early, but really aggressive defensively turning over Portland I thought wow this this is the kind of energy you need to, to come out with on the road and uh, and then they started getting it going offensively and it was it was all over that that was fun to see that's that's how good teams win on the road they take care of business they don't let the other team get hot they don't let the other team get a sniff and get confident you, you just dominate and BYU dominated that game and I, I just think in general BYU's playing really good basketball right now. And obviously, we kind of look at that Gonzaga game, and that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But other than that game, the last couple of weeks, BYU's played really, really good. And I'm sure you'll want to talk about, you know, Gavin and Nick and and uh, how, the, how those guys have helped this team. But this team is really clicking and, and seemed to have figured some things out defensively, and they're very aggressive defensively. And uh, I think Yoli is handling the double well, and Gavin's helping with that and taking some pressure off Yoli. So it's... It's going really nicely right now. What you want to do is keep it going. Get a win here tonight, and then uh, next week on the road is going to be another big test. Well, you mentioned Nick Emery, and that's where I want to focus uh, this question. He was added to the starting lineup and played well at Portland at eight points, four rebounds, uh, five assists. Coach Rose said he wanted to see how Nick's energy translated to the beginning of the game. From that perspective, how do you think that went? And then also, what do you think his presence in the starting five does for this team? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer that Nick should be in the starting five because of the career he's had, but it's just been a struggle for him this year, really has. And He's had some bright spots, but it just never kind of really found his game this year. And that, that game the other night where he hit so many threes LMU, and I think that got him confidence offensively. And what he also brings is he's just kind of a savvy defender. It's not that he's particularly quick or athletic on the perimeter, but he, he anticipates well. He gets in passing lanes. He comes from behind guys and steals it away. And uh, he creates turnovers. And that's what he did uh, starting that game at Portland. He, like I said, they weren't making shots, but they were turning Portland over every time. And he was a big part of that. So he, he gives you a little uh, electricity and, and a fire out on the defensive end. And then if he can start hitting his threes like we all know he can and he's starting to do that uh, it's it is a no-brainer to have him out there and he's got experience i love connor harding i think connor harding's gonna have an amazing career at byu but if you can have a guy with some experience uh it, it just helps your team and so i think it's a smart move to go with nick and maybe we'll give nick a little bit 
more confidence and help him along in his progression. But I really like what I'm seeing from, from Nick on both ends of the court. You know, you touched on this a second ago in terms of BYU playing really good basketball right now. The Cougars, having already played St. Mary's twice, they played Gonzaga, and I mean, Gonzaga's Gonzaga. You just kind of realize that, and their place not only in the conference, but also in college basketball. But BYU finds itself in second place in the West, in the West, in the WCC. They're in a really good spot right now, if you think about it. Really, really good spot. You got San Francisco, who you're going to be fighting with for second place, coming uh, to your place. Uh, so that that's that's in your favor. The home game coming there. But I think the big challenge will be uh, the next next week. Uh, BYU's really struggled at San Diego. Yep. They've got everybody back now from injury. They did lose today. Uh, tough game at Pepperdine, but uh, that that's just a, I mean that's a game that should strike fear in BYU's heart because just the history of it and. And San Diego seems to have BYU's numbers. So that, that's a tough one. And then, obviously, LMU on the road. That's a pretty good team. If you can take care of business there, man, you're in the driver's seat for that number two spot. And uh, that'll get you to Monday in the conference tournament. And I, I mean, uh, BYU, with the way they're playing, and uh, they've got a couple wins now on the road to give them some confidence. And they've beaten both of those teams here at the Marriott Center. So that should give you some confidence. They haven't beat San Diego, but... You get my point is that the the team's playing good basketball. That's the most important thing. And uh, I like what they're with Baxter in the game and how he changes things defensively. And obviously he's not Rudy Gobert, but he does kind of the same role that a Rudy Gobert does for the Jazz. He's a rim protector, allows BYU to play aggressively on defense and not have to worry about getting beat. And, and having a layup drill at the, at the basket. And then also, teams just can't afford to sell out uh, completely on Yoli to stop Yoli. You've got another score in there. Throw it up to the rim. He'll dunk it. Uh, he makes a big difference. So I think that addition with uh, with guys playing better, the bench is playing really well, and, and guys are shooting the three a little bit better. That's a pretty good team that you're putting on the floor. If you're hitting your threes and you have Gavin out there and, and you're playing a little better defense, that is a team to be reckoned with. And so there's a lot to be excited about going forward in the conference. And, obviously, you know, everybody would like to be the first-place team. That's just not where it's at right now. Gonzaga is just too good. You hope that changes in the next year or two. But the fact is what you're playing for, and it's not nothing, is to try and get second place and uh, and, and get, get yourself positioned in that conference tournament to win one and then take another crack at Gonzaga when, when you're planning your best. And who knows what can happen. We've seen it in years past, BYU getting a win over that team when no one gave them a chance. So you just want to be playing good, give yourself a chance, put yourself in the right positions, and so far BYU's doing that. BYU hosting Pacific tonight at the Marriott Center talking with Mark Durant. And Cougars have already beaten Pacific. That was the uh, first conference game of the season, BYU getting the three-point win. Like Portland, the Tigers have some really good guards. What do you make of the 13 and 12 Pacific Tigers? I like the I like the Tigers. I mean, they uh, they play really hard. They, it's one of those teams that put put the ball on the floor, go really hard to the rim, and, and get to the free throw line. I mean, there was I think 470 fouls in that first game in Stockton. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's, that's accurate. Give or take. <laughs> uh, but 
that's that's the way they play. They just go hard at you. And BYU struggled against that kind of team, uh, whether it's San Diego State or UNLV or Pacific the first time. I mean, Pacific came back from way down behind in that game to, to take the lead late. And BYU had to really hit some big shots late in that one to get that win. So that's a tough matchup for BYU. The teams that are athletic and trying to just drive you. And uh, I think Gavin will help with that, like I mentioned. Uh, and it's tough for teams, I think, that aren't really good three-point shooters to win on the road at a place like the Merritt Center. That's really the formula. If you want to win here, you're going to have to get hot from three and, and beat you from the three. But Gallinat's really good. Uh, Tripp's good. And so, I mean, it's, it's a real challenge. You've got to keep your guy in front of you. And when you do get beat, get some help from your big man to get good rotations. And if you do that, you'll have a pretty good chance, I think, against the Tigers. Coach Rose mentioned how physical Pacific is defensively. What's the best way to counteract a team that wants to be that physical with you? Well, I mean, part of it is how are the refs going to call the game? Uh, if they're going to let you play, it makes it harder when you're playing a team that's physical. But if they're going to get you to the free throw line, that, that could be for your benefit. You're getting easy points. But obviously, if you can spread the floor and punish teams, I mean, if they're going to come out and be aggressive, especially on the guard line, be really physical, if you go backdoor, get backdoor cuts, or if you beat your guy one-on-one, uh, it's easier to score at the rim if you do so. So you, what you have to do with the physical team, one, is be physical back and let them know that you're not going to get pushed around. And then two, make them pay for being too aggressive. And you do that uh, by, by cutting and good ball movement, spreading the floor. And if you could do that, this is sort of like a full court press. Full court presses can hurt you. So what you have to do with teams that press is punish them. You need to get layups and dunks on the other end. That way they have to kind of come out of that style. And if you're beating teams, you know, with the back door and you're getting dunks from Gavin because they have to come and rotate and help, they, they can't afford to be that aggressive. So you, you have to be aggressive right back and then uh, make them pay. Let's take that one step further then. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, uh, like we talked about, Pacific is one of the leading get-to-the-free-throw get teams in the country. And so what you have to do is is not bail them out, not foul. I think if, if BYU shoots as many free throws as Pacific, there's no way they win this game tonight. So if, if they're right around the same number of free throws attempted in this game, BYU will win. Mark, we will let you get back to your bacon and all other uh, meat related products that you can consume before the broadcast. Thank you so much. Great stuff as always. Thanks, my friend. We'll see you. There we go. Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores. Saturdays are always busy. we got lots to get to. We'll get to it on the other side. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Discount Tire. Tonight, BYU back at the Marriott Center hosting the Pacific Tigers. Earlier today at the Marriott Center, BYU women's basketball in action. They were also taking on Pacific, and this one was all Cougars from the tip. BYU would start strong, and they would keep a large lead the entire game, 75 
49, the final score. Cougars snapping a three-game losing streak. In that game, Shaley Gonzalez, the freshman with 18 points. Paisley Johnson with 17. Men's volleyball on the road at UCLA tonight. We'll update you on that match throughout the evening. Uh, earlier today, the final game for softball uh, in uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. They lost to North Carolina by a final of 5-4. to four. All right, other local action in college basketball. Utah goes on the road and wins at the buzzer at UCLA, 93-92, the final score. Weber State gets the win on the road at Northern Arizona, 86-71. And another good day for the local team, Southern Utah in Cedar City, defeats Idaho State by a final of 78-72. WCC action, we actually have a final already uh, in Malibu, Pepperdine gets the win over San Diego, 70-67. No other games in the conference have tipped off at this point. Obviously, throughout the evening, we'll update you on other conference action. Top 25 games, finals for you. Number one, Tennessee defeats the Florida Gators, 73-61. A matchup of number two, Duke, and number three, Virginia, went the way of the Blue Devils. They win on the road by 10, 81-71. Number five, Kentucky wins at Mississippi State, 71 to 67. Number six, Nevada improves to 23 and 1. They get the home win over New Mexico, 91 62. Seventh ranked Michigan defeats number 19, Wisconsin, 61 52. North Carolina, eighth in the country, defeat Miami in overtime, 88 to 85. Number nine, Michigan State defeats Minnesota, 79 55. It was number 10, Marquette. Defeating number 14, Villanova, by a single point, 66-65, the final score. Clemson upsets number 11, Virginia Tech, 59-51. 13th-ranked Kansas, Jayhawks getting the win over Oklahoma State, 84-72. In overtime, number 22, Florida State defeats number 16, Louisville, 80-75. Iowa State at home hosting TCU. Horn Frogs getting the road win, 92-83. Texas Tech winning at Oklahoma, 66-55. 54. Number 21, LSU, defeats Auburn, 83-78. And number 23, Buffalo, defeats Central Michigan, 90-76. NBA action, the Utah Jazz playing a rare Saturday afternoon home game. They were hosting the San Antonio Spurs. The Jazz getting the win by 20, 125-105. Rudy Gobert, with 21 points, 13 rebounds, and 4 assists, taking the matchup with LaMarcus Aldridge personally, seeing as how most people believe Rudy deserved that all-star spot over LaMarcus. Donovan Mitchell with 23 points in the victory. Game's going on right now. Pacers leading at home over the Cavaliers, 62-46. to Hornets leading at Atlanta by 10, 68-58. At Madison Square Garden, the Raptors with a one-point lead over the Knicks at 36-35. to In Boston, Celtics leading the LA Clippers 21 to 14, Wizards and Bulls tied at 22 apiece, and New Orleans leading at Memphis 14 to 7 in the first quarter. Cougar pregame live was presented by Discount Tire, America's neighborhood tire store. Coming up next, we're going to get you next order to the Marriott Center. Cougar pregame coaches show with Gregory Bell coming your way next. You're listening to BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the Cougars look to solidify their hold on second place with a third straight win. Greg Rubel with you for play-by-play commentary. My broadcast partner is former Cougar hoopster Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, despite uh, non-conference struggles that left a lot of questions about uh, what might be in store during league play, BYU 7-3 and and trails only Gonzaga in the WCC ledger. The Cougs have uh, so far avoided these slip-ups that can scuttle you in the standings. And tonight's home game against Pacific, another one of those games you just kind of have to get to stay in the league's top tier. Yeah, I think we all acknowledge Gonzaga's going to win the conference. They're going to be t- tough to beat anybody. And uh, so you're you're kind of playing a, a, a different kind of conference within the conference. You're going, going for that second place. And listen, there's some good teams. San Francisco, uh, St. Mary's very good. If you can take second, that's not nothing and uh, BYU what they've done this year as opposed to years past they, they haven't had that really ugly loss that's really kind of torpedoed them in the past and so far they're taking care of business sure they lost on the road to San Francisco and St. Mary's but those are good basketball teams and and they're taking care of business so you do it tonight next week will be really interesting yeah. that, that that trip has really hurt BYU in the past so I love the way BYU's playing. That Gonzaga game aside, we'll just forget that. Other than that game the last few weeks, they've been really good. You've had an emergence of Gavin Baxter and Nick Emery. Uh, That's going to really help your team. This team right now, the way they're playing, uh, is a really good basketball team. Fun to watch and I think has a chance to to, uh, take second in the conference, which, again, is not nothing. And uh, should be something BYU works really hard to, to achieve. All right, my pregame interview with head coach Dave Rose. It's coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. The resurgent BYU Cougars tonight hosting the Pacific Tigers. BYU 15-10 overall at 7-3 in conference play. The Damon Stoudemire's team is 13-12 on the season, 3-7 in league. Tigers have alternated wins and losses over the last five games. BYU's won back-to-back games and held both opponents to fewer than 50 points in the process. Pacific, second to last in the WCC in both shooting and scoring, so uh, not an offensive powerhouse by any stretch. But the Tigers' last game saw the visitors score 39 first-half points before falling short at St. Mary's on Thursday. In our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Coach Rose talks about just how good the Tigers can be because, uh, well, he and the Kooks saw it for themselves in a narrow win last month in Stockton. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, we were just, you know, in the middle of that long um, road trip, you know, that we were kind of going on and uh, got off to a great start, hit a lot of shots and got a lead. And um, and then, you know, we, 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 you know we, we really played well, but they just kind of chipped away and chipped away at it and uh, got it down to, you know, a possession or two. And then we made a couple of other big plays, but we were able to, you know, get a big stop at the end and, and – uh, and, and win the game and um, the one thing of when you play Pacific is you've really got to be you have to be able to hit shots because it's hard to penetrate and get to the rim on these guys and it's hard to, th- to post up especially the way they're going to play Yoli they're going to have uh, two different three different plans one will be to front him and not let it in there and then when he gets it they'll come from the bottom side and double and then will come the, from the top side and double and so Yoli's going to have to be really 
um, you know, just aware of what's happening and then be able to execute out of that double team. They're not a bad three-point team by percentage, but that's not a big part of their game plan. What is, is getting to the line, and very few teams score a higher percentage of their points from the stripe than Pacific. They really drive the ball, and that's, uh, you know, that used to be a pretty popular style years ago before the three-point line became so popular, but... uh, you know they they uh, they'll, they'll take threes uh, usually later in the clock, but and they run some sets for threes. Uh, you know for number four to come off and 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 get those those uh, those threes right off the catch. But uh, it's a team that's going to drive you. They're going to throw it into to towns and inside and and he's uh, he's really effective around the rim and so uh, and then Trip Trip is a guy who you really got to keep under control because um, he's he's not a He's not a great three-point shooter, but he can beat you from the three-point line, and he can also, uh, you know, get to the get to the rim and score. But he's a really good offensive rebounder. So uh, we got our hands full here. This is a team that that they just keep bringing the same kind of guys in there, and they're athletic and they're strong and they're uh, really tough-minded, hard-nosed guys. And that trip, as you mentioned, coming off a big night at St. Mary's a couple nights ago. You've done well with uh, leading scorers recently. And in number four, you mentioned Roberto Gallinati. He averages 15 a game. And uh, uh, he'll, who, who gets that assignment? Well, here? you know, our, our, our guards have been good. McKay has really kind of let out on that. And, um, and you know, we'll put, you know, McKay on him today and see. Uh, Nick will have him, you know, also. And, in, in, uh, in, you know, without – Without Shear, um, you know we had Shear had a big game against them last time. He, he's he's a guy who can actually uh, get past them on the dribble and get in the guts of their defense and then try to make plays. He got to the free throw line quite a bit in that game and ended up, you know, helping us with 17 points. So we'll have to find some way to be able to to duplicate that and hopefully we'll be able to, uh, you know, make plays in there and then and then be able to you know either get fouled, get to the line, or be able to get you know guys uh, easy shots. Sure did get hurt late in the Portland game. What is the latest on him? Well, it's it's the same hand, but it's a little different situation. He obviously he's still sore, you know, where he's been. Um, but he, it, it, the whole top of his hands full up, and he's got some issues in his wrist, and hmm. it, it doesn't look a lot better today. So we'll probably have to get an MRI the first of the week and see what how things are. So uh, out uh, certainly tonight, and I guess we say indefinitely, and just hope for the best? Or? Yeah, just hope for the best, yeah. Okay. Rebounding could be big tonight with you guys having a size advantage and Gavin now playing and playing a lot more. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you, you would think that, but this is a really, it's a pretty good rebounding team for uh, a team that, you know, doesn't, you know, have a lot of size. It's, uh, they spread you out pretty good, and then they're real physical, uh, and, and they make – but what they're really good at is not just making the initial effort, but they make second and third efforts to get balls. And so hopefully our guys are uh, really uh, engaged. And then phys- physically we, we get a piece of them because if we just try to stand and jump with them, uh, you know, they're pretty good at, at, at tracking those things down. Okay, back home for a little pit stop here before it's back out on the road uh, next week. Yeah, there's uh, and there are, you know, these, these are all big games. It's, uh, it, it's really interesting how, you know, Gonzaga's kind of um, – up there by themselves but the whole rest of the league is you know right there uh within a game or two of each other so um you know we'll see we'll see how this plays out but tonight is is a it's going to be a real it's the second night a big weekend we had travel hopefully our guys are dialed in and we can get a a lot of uh you know good performance from a lot of players all right good luck and uh, going to get this one tonight we'll talk to you post game coach thank you all right thanks a lot greg 
All right, that is BYU head coach Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years' experience in Utah. Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. That's what Mark Durant does every, Thank every, you. every night on this broadcast. Finally, a compliment. The Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next from courtside at the Marriott Center, right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seat. Next all-time leading scorer. How do we get him for this? Russ Larson is his name. Our broadcast intern is Tess Anderson. Our BYU radio studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator, Cole Wissinger. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. And our and that's our that's our crew tonight. That's everyone. We need good to talk crew. about. Yeah. Uh, good to have you with us tonight on the uh, New Skin BYU Sports Network, satellite, AM, FM, apps, streaming, we're everywhere. Market. Coach Dave Rose has made two personnel moves last couple of games, uh, one in each of the last two games, and both have paid off. Starts Gavin Baxter two games ago, and then starts Nick Emery in the last game. Uh, Baxter gaining confidence with every minute, and uh, Emery's been playing with both passion and patience. He's doing just what the Cougars need from him right now. All great lessons in life can be learned from Bill Murray movies. Greg, I think you'll agree. Very true. What about Bob? Mm. Baby doing the work. steps. Baby steps doing to the, the elevator. Yep. Baby steps to the elevator. Yep. Take a vacation from your problems. All these things. That's what Gavin and Nick had to do. Just baby steps. I mean, grow up, my, my, my kids, you know, crawled forever. And then you're like, are they ever going to walk? And once they take a couple steps, then it's like, boom, they're dunking on people. And, and Gavin, I think, just had to kind of ease into it and realize what he could do, realize that he could walk and dunk. And uh, and then uh, you know, I think both Nick and Gavin were in their heads a little bit. We're having struggling. And, and and they just needed to take a vacation from their problems. Just go out and have fun. Go out and play. Don't worry about turning it over. Don't worry about missing shots. Just go out and play. And, and, and we're seeing the results. I mean, those guys have been fantastic, particularly Gavin. And having Nick come around, that, that just makes the whole world a difference for this team. Those guys are both difference makers, and you can see it with the way BYU's playing. Dave Rose, a.k.a. Dr. Leo Marvin, has uh, pushed all the right buttons of late. We'll see if it continues here tonight. And, uh, and hopefully the Cougars will be sailing to another victory. No death therapy, though. <laughs> Coming up after this break, my pregame conversation with uh, Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks when the Cougar tip-off show continues from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. Here courtside in the Marriott Center where tonight the BYU Cougars play the second game of a Thursday-Saturday road home split. Cougs coming off a 35-point pasting of the Portland Pilots on a Thursday evening. Uh, Tigers, meantime, lost by 12 at St. Mary's on that same night. A short time ago, I chatted with Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks about maybe the positives the program can take from that meeting in Moraga. I thought our guys came out with a, with a purpose, um, and, and we got a, a guy kind of emerge as a third scorer 
in that first half and Jeremiah Bailey was playing with a lot of confidence right now um, we executed what we wanted to execute and at the same time you know defensively they're so efficient <laughs> it's it's tough to stop those guys and you have to be able to score to stay in the game with them so I thought our guys competed in the first half and we executed pretty well and you know it always helps when you make shots um, but on the other end we got to be able to put an offensive game plan and a defensive game plan together and execute both of those in order to win games like that. And in the second half, we got a little stagnant, turned the ball over, and then didn't defend as well in the first couple possessions and let Fitz kind of get going. But um, we were proud of the way our guys went in there, and obviously it wasn't the result we wanted, but there's some positives we can build from. You mentioned Fitz. There are a lot of great players in this league. You give that guy enough time, and he'll, be, he'll, he'll put himself in the player of the year conversation. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's very efficient offensively, and I think at the end of the day he really wants to score it. Um, not quite the, the defender that you'd probably want him to be or St. Mary's would probably want him to be, um, but at the same point he's the best player in that position for them, so he's got to be on the court. The 90-87 to 87 game you played with BYU was not like a lot of your games. <laughs> well, you know, it was uh, – Coming into that game, we had played really well defensively against a tough UC Irvine team. Um, and then it's just kind of how the whistle goes. I think both teams will kind of say that there was a lot of weird whistles throughout the time. I mean, I, I think that you guys got hit with one with Yoli's fifth fifth foul yeah, down on the, the baseline. And we may have got hit one with, with Jaleel Tripp's fifth foul. And I keep saying, well, if you're going to call that a charge in Provo for us, we'll take it in Stockton for you guys. But... Um, you know, it, it was a, it was a, it wasn't an extremely fast-paced game, but there were so many free throws that the obviously the score ended up being a little higher than one would expect. But um, you know, at the end of the day, that's not who we are. We're not an offensive juggernaut team right now. We have some very talented individuals, but we want to grind out games and make guys work. Um, and you know, I, I think that that's what our team identity is, and that's who kind of Coach Stoudemire is. And as we start to get these scholarships back and get more players in this program i think our our program and our philosophy will con- constantly evolve a little bit more both rotations look a little different now 10 games in what do you see of this current team you're taking on today at byu you know obviously nick emory is uh, is a guy that i think byu has been waiting to kind of get his legs back underneath him get a little bit more confidence uh, you know and speaking with some people that played you guys in the preseason they kind of said well it's not the same nick emory and me being for, at San Francisco, I have some nightmare flashbacks of Emory going for 36. So, uh, you know, it's always in there somewhere, and he's just got to kind of harness it. And, you know, credit to him, he's been really good defensively all year, and now his offense is starting to click. I think in the LMU game, he went five for five from three. And like I said, anytime you see that ball go through the hoop, it helps. And then, you know, McKay Cannon getting in started, uh, you know, inserted into the starting lineup. He's kind of a guy I look at that does all the little things for you and kind of settles the ship. You know, obviously you have a great score in Yoli Childs, and, and TJ's TJ. He's a, he's a phenomenal playmaker, and he can make plays for himself and make plays for others. So you have McKay out there that just he's going to knock down open shots, and he's going to defend, and he's going to kind of get guys in the right spots. And then, you know, obviously Gavin coming in, Gavin Baxter, and he's – he do, he's getting back to the form of what he was in high school before he went on his mission. You know, he was an athletic rim runner, energy guy, and I think that was kind of one of the pieces that you're missing. He brings you second possessions, and you know, Worthington does does a good job of that for you guys, but he's he's just not an above the rim guy, so it limits him a little bit. Luke, always good to talk with you. Uh, best of luck here heading down the stretch, and we'll see you in Las Vegas. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it.
All right, that is Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks. And time now for tonight's UB the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. With two three-pointers at Portland, Zach Selyus joined BYU's career top 15 in three-pointers made, where teammates Nick Emery and TJ Haas already reside. With 126 career threes, Zach is now tied 415th with one of Mark Durant's former teammates. Who is he? The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU and Pacific coming up. First up, the answer in tonight's UB the Judge feature. Here's the question. Uh, Zach Selyus now with 126 career threes, tied for 15th all-time at BYU with one of Mark Durant's former teammates. You talking to Russ has really messed with my mind. I don't know who it is. He was also a teammate of Russ Larson. No. How about Mark Heslop? Oh, Mark Heslop. I should have got Sorry, Mark. (laughs) I knew that. 126 threes for both Zach Selyus and Mark Heslop, former teammate of both Mark Durant and Russell Larson. He was, he was a good shooter, really, really good. All right, that's you be the judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Our final segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show coming up next here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, the closing strains of our national anthem. And you'll pause here at the Marriott Center as they withdraw the colors from the hardwoods here at the Marriott Center. All right, the color guard having done his job. Let's uh, get a quick word in, Mark, about uh, where BYU is rotation-wise right now. Be surprised this isn't the starting five we see down the stretch. It appears that BYU has uh, not only a big two, but then a secondary three and four now with that Emery and Baxter. And then McKay Cannon's kind of that glue guy, defensive lockdown guy they can really throw in to do the other things. And I think it's a good group right now. Yeah, I like that starting group. You've got experience. you got a lot of energy. And then I like the way Connor and Zach and other guys are playing coming off the bench. I think uh, as the whole team is really coming together. All right, tip-off of BYU and Pacific coming up. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.